0: Thank you for checking in to the home for Wayward OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Today, our guest is my friend Tanner. Tanner, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing real good. How about you?
0: I can't complain too much. Um, I actually think that you are the first international guest that we've had on Wayward.
1: Oh, just a little bit. North, eh?
0: Yeah, just a just a smidgen north. <laughs> further enough north from me that you're probably having actual seasons instead of
1: summer for the third time. <laughs> oh, we have been having snow on and off all day actually. Oh my god. I just,
0: I don't want snow yet, but like a nice like autumn sounds real great right now.
1: Sometimes we get nice autumns, but between this and the fact that I'll be working on Halloween and like a night shift so I can't even dress up, I've just immediately gone into Christmas mode.
0: Ah, uh, well, that's not necessarily the worst thing that you could have happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, Today we're going to be talking about one of Tanner's Glee characters, and in that whole bit that I probably just cut, um, oh, yeah? we discovered that, hey, we actually probably knew each other from way far back on the Glee fan forum, Yeah. and also on Tumblr for several years, yep. <laughs> without actually knowing it.
1: <laughs> Funny how things work out.
0: Yes, uh, yes, um... Full disclosure here, listeners. Um, I was a Gleek in high school. Um, I was a. I was on the glee fan forum. I, uh, a couple of my friends and I went to the glee live, the glee live tour. Um, one of the times when they were out performing around the country, um, I made myself uh, glee themed buttons. It was one of those, like, reusable buttons where you can, like, take off the thing and, like, switch out the paper inside.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And I wore that around my high school. That's a thing that I did.
1: I'm honestly a little jealous, actually.
0: <laughs> if you want to time travel back and <laughs> take that away from Christi- from past Christina, present Christina will be grateful not to have that anymore.
1: <laughs> um, well, yeah, in my history with the Glee fandom, Glee actually started in my senior year of high school. So, for the most part, I was the college Glee fan. Okay. And, well, also, um, a bit of backstory with my Glee history is that I also moved for my senior year of high school. Just Mm -hmm. went from the high school where I'd been going to school with people for the past four years to a whole bunch of people that I either didn't know or vaguely remembered from the decade before when we lived here. So. Mm whenever i do a move like that i just emotionally connect to whatever show i'm watching in middle school it was digimon tamers and for high school that's a great series yep i am oh digimon days is choice right now um and yeah for high school going into that it was glee mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's one of those shows where when it's good it's good when it's bad it is so bad
0: it is um full dis... like My experience with watching Glee pretty much stopped after the second season partially because I got too busy with school stuff because I was still in high school at the time and also partially because I feel like that was right around the time when Ryan Murphy started coming up with American Horror Story and that's where all his creative interests
1: went and his creative efforts went (laughs) That sounds about right Yeah, I watched until the end Good, good for you.
0: If it's anything, so if it's anything past season two of Glee, I will probably need a refresher, but anything, anything before the end of season two, I should be able to at least get the reference.
1: Um, for the most part, because my Glee fanfic, it's was born, this is one of the, like, the first big fanfics that I put my effort towards, um... Mm-hmm. Because I, I had dabbled a bit before, and if I could find some of those, like, a really short Digimon fanfic, if I could find that in the annals of my server, I would. But Glee mm-hmm. was the first one where I put effort into, and it was after Season 3, actually. And I didn't hate Season 3, but I felt like I could do better. And I had this just gut feeling going forward that they weren't going to be doing right by the characters the way I wanted. Um uh-huh. The main parts, mm-hmm. the main parts to remember from season three that you would need the refresher on is that every a whole bunch of people graduated. Uh, Brittany got held back. Yeah, they, they air A whole bunch of people
0: graduated, which meant that they still were kept in high billing and they kept coming back to their high school, which current day Christina does not understand the appeal of. Like, visiting friends while they're still in high school. Fine, I did it. I've crashed choir rehearsals at my high school before, but only when I still knew people in it, and I didn't come back every single day like they seem to in the show.
1: Yeah, they, well, and like, when I visited my high school, I still live just down the street from it, so it wasn't a big deal. These are kids who are, these are high school graduates who all their money should be going to paying for their ridiculously expensive performing arts universities, and they are flying from New York to Ohio. On a semi-weekly basis.
0: I mean, the the, the... the simple answer to that is just... Narrative convenience. Yeah. But at the same time.
1: But yeah, so if... The, fortunately, my OC does not have to deal a lot with the Major Glee continuity. Like, if you want to ask me about how I dealt with Tina and how I dealt with Klain, then go for it. But for the core of my OC we're talking about today... Most of that is my own original stuff. Mm-hmm. And specifically And oh sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, I was just gonna say that my the OC we're talking about today is my boy Sean.
0: Okay. For some reason I had him I had that written down in my notes as Spencer, and I was like, I don't know why now I don't know why I picked Spencer as the name
1: for your OC. There was a <laughs> whose sp- name is Sean. <laughs> there was a Spencer in the final season of Glee, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They both start with us.
0: They do both start with S. <laughs> Alright, so, tell me the story of Sean. Story. Which which Glee couple did you break up so that Sean could be happy?
1: Oh no, actually, most of my OCs for this season, because I specifically billed it as the virtual season 4, I wrote it as a script fic. Oh, nice. Um, but most of my OCs ended up just dating with each other. It was just one of okay. those tangled webs. All of their interactions okay. with the older kids were more like uh, mentorships. Like, Sean kind of became Tina's prodigy for a little bit. Okay. And okay. Sean's creation was, he is the OC who has the most of me inside because his whole shtick at the beginning is that he hates himself and he does not think he can do anything right and he just wants people to ignore him and leave him alone. And that's kind of the mindset that I was in when I started writing this fic. Um, Okay. Yeah, I I was going through a lot of stuff. And I had gone through two faculties in university already. I went in for to be a teacher. After my first year, I changed to computer science. And at the near the end of that second semester of computer science, I still didn't feel like I was in the wrong right. I still felt like I was in the wrong place. But I had this thing in my brain that I didn't want to switch to English. I didn't want to do anything creative because (laughs) that fear. My my parents tried to give me good advice and say, hey, being creative is great, but you do need to make sure you can support yourself. And I, foolish, um, paranoid, anxious me, misinterpret that as do not pursue creative stuff because you will fail and your parents will shame you. And that is not what they tried to imply. My parents were great when it comes to my creativity. I just completely mm-hmm. messed that up for those few years. I like to say that I was a very unassuming teen, so my rebellious teen phase didn't happen until my early 20s. <laughs> yeah. My
0: my parents gave me the same advice when I was going to school and looking for jobs. Yeah.
1: Um, it is good advice. Mm-hmm, it is for sure. But yeah, so between my unfulfillment at university and my unfulfillment with Glee, I started designing several characters. And, like, some of them were just made based off of the Glee Project. Oh, you would have missed the Glee Project, wouldn't you?
0: I was I was vaguely familiar with it. I feel like the Glee Project aired on, like, FX or something. It was on a network that I didn't have access to, and so I didn't watch it.
1: It was on Oxygen. Which I definitely
0: I, did not have access to that then.
1: I'm pretty sure it's like it mostly airs reruns of TLC shows. Yeah, but for the
0: wasn't Damien McGinty the one who played the Irish kid, the winner of the Glee project?
1: Yep, they okay. so yeah, for the for the viewers at home who' I'm, I'm sure you've figured out what Glee is, but if you don't know the Glee project, <laughs> That was a reality competition series. uh, Heavy
0: quotes on reality, heavy quotes on competition.
1: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Basically, (laughs) you get a whole bunch of interesting young adults of variety of diversity going on in there to compete with each other to earn a recurring role on the upcoming season of Glee, and Mm -hmm. then... They, of the two seasons, they managed to, end of a very talented and diverse cast, they managed to pick three white guys. Yep. And they're they're good at what they do, but the time that I wanted to bash my head into the TV was when they had the Allie, I can't remember her last name, but Allie, who's in a wheelchair, and she's gone on to be in several Broadway plays. She was in the Spring Awakening revival and oh, nice. yeah she's so great and you've got uh, Eileen who I think she's like an indie musician now I haven't been able to keep track of her that much but they were in the final three along with Blake Jenner and Blake Jenner ends up winning and he's fine but it's like Glee is supposed to be the big diverse like I mean it ends up being tokenism but still you think that swing for the fences yeah. but no
0: yeah If we're going to be here to talk about Glee and issues with casting, we're going to be here for a very long time. (laughs) Oh, we
1: need to start our own podcast. Okay, back on topic. The beautiful thing about the Glee Project was that if you were making OCs for any season of Glee, and you need a face claim, they were right there. And you already knew what kind of character they'd play, you already knew what they'd look like, how they could sing, what songs would be in their repertoire. So yeah, my face claim for Sean was Michael Weissman. Okay. He was another white boy. I was not super woke back then, as the kids say.
0: I mean, were any of us really around the era of 2009, 2010,
1: 2011? Yeah, this would have been around uh, 2011, 2012. I was, I was like on the cusp. I was trying real hard, but there was some very, uh half-baked attempts at uh, Muslim acceptance subplots there. I was like, eh, I really could have done those better if I was writing those today.
0: Hindsight's
1: 2020. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so Sean shows up. He actually appears near the beginning of my uh, virtual season, He, but he's referred to for the first few episodes as the boy in the hoodie. He's the mysterious hoodie okay. boy, and he's just like, he slouches as he walks down the halls and sometimes people spot him, but he, like, basically hides. He throws his hood up and avoids their sight. And it's not until he is caught singing under his breath by Tina that she's like, Oh, hey, you can sing. You have to join the Glee Club immediately. It's a law of the show. It's a blood pact. <laughs> Essentially. Oh, no. If you can modulate your voice and pitch, you have to be in Glee Club. Oh, you, you're... you almost right on the money because he basically she keeps trying to get him to join and he's all like no because you're you're just pestering me and I can't actually sing I can't do anything right and you guys are just making fun of me so uh, Tina does the logical thing and she kidnaps him she tricks him to going to the auditorium and then she has the other glee covers lock the doors so he can't escape and she forces him to sing Perfect Situation by Weezer uh, yeah. I mean, that fits with glee. It's very glee. Like <laughs> it is very glee. I went I do remember when writing this fic that I was going to avoid all of the mistakes that Glee made, and I managed to be the most on brand for Glee that I could have been.
0: <laughs> Avoiding mistakes for Glee is like trying to cross a minefield drunk barefoot and after you've just like taken a turn at trying to break a pinata open there's just so many mistakes they made
1: <laughs> there are two gifts that perfectly describe glee one is the choreographer who is just saying it wouldn't make any sense but it's glee so eh. and the other one is from the middle with the girl saying glee doesn't always make sense but I still cry
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, that's fair.
1: And Honesty Zone, there are still some songs that make me tear up.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I think I still actually have the deep, like, I got the DVD of the first half of the first season, I think, for Christmas one year. And, like, the first season was really good overall. But, like, yeah, I still have, I I still have so many of the songs saved to my iTunes. Same just here. because, like, they, like... They can, you can sing! We Yes, like, we've said a whole lot about them, like, narratively. Narratively, Glee is not the best, but musically, like, they have some really awesome singers on there. Oh, yeah. Especially my favorite, Darren Criss. Yeah, I don't
1: know, I, th- I soured on Darren Criss after a point just because of Blaine fatigue.
0: That's okay, that's
1: fair. I, I think most of the songs I still have are Naya Rivera.
0: Mm. Yeah, she has. She's. It seems like she's had an interesting life post Glee, but yes, she also is a very good singer. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, so Sean gets yeah, back to Sean. Back to Sean. <laughs> Sean gets roped into the Glee Club, and he still hangs low for a few episodes. He there's a few scenes where he uh, helps Tina with her presidential campaign, and he dresses up as the Invisible Man for Halloween because, of course, he does. Um,
0: okay, then, which invisible man? Are we talking
1: like are we talking like the
0: monster the invisible man? Are we talking like like the book from your English lit class, the
1: invisible man? Like the one where he's wrapped up in bandages and he's got the glasses on. Okay. And he's just okay. like it's me, I'm the invisible man and you can see me but you can't actually see me and you can't see who I am. Okay. Um, but it's not until we get to um the traditional mashup episode, which was also a 90s episode. Nice. And he gets paired up to uh figure out a duet with another one of my OCs, Craig, played by Cameron Mitchell, who I was really unique in that I didn't have Cameron's OC end up with Damien's character because they they were the I don't get deep into RPF, but damn if Damien and Cameron did not cause a lot of feelings on Tumblr.
0: I I am um, I'm I'm sure that there were had I been on Tumblr at that point, I'm sure there would have been lots of feelings about everything happening. Thankfully, I didn't get on Tumblr until, like, 2011, so I missed that.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, I think you hit the sweet spot.
0: But anyway, so... But anyway, uh, so Sean... So Sean and Craig. Sean and
1: Craig. They, Sean goes over to Craig's house, and they are talking about stuff, and they end up singing... Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. And if you sing that song with another guy and you're a teenager, you have to end it with just a sweet makeout session. Okay. Because Sean is also gay. And, but uh, this is Glee, so you can't just be gay in high school. You have to have every single cliched gay trope. Yes. M- like <laughs> yes. my only exposure to uh, young adult gay stuff at this point in my life was Glee. And like I think one other novel, which oh god, um, I'm so sorry for past you. <laughs> oh, I am too. I have, there's been a lot of growth in my life since I realized that Glee is not the as great as it <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> Preach. Yep. Um. But yeah, so they they kiss, and then Sean avoids Craig because no, I'm I was just confused. I'm not gay, and to prove it, I'm going to go find this uh, cheerleader. And I'm going to start dating her instead. And she's going to be my beard. And we're going to prove our love by singing a mashup of As Long As You Love Me by the Backstreet Boys and Jump Down by Bewitched. In my head, it sounded really good.
0: <laughs> I just, I don't think I've heard, like, Jump Down before.
1: Oh, Bewitched is kind of a niche 90s band. Okay. They're they're either Irish or Scottish. Okay. I can't remember.
0: I do like Irish and Scottish music, so I'll have to give them a check out after we.
1: It's and it's the it's spelled like B asterisk witched.
0: Of course it is because the nineties.
1: <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, so then we get the the shipping battle between. And, like, I I say this a bit tongue-in-cheek, but there were actually people in the comments of the forum saying, Ah, I don't know whether I should be rooting for Shag or for Shadia.
0: Oh my god, they had portmanteau ship names! That's how you know you've made it!
1: Oh yes. And so, for the next few episodes, it's basically, Craig is pouting, because, ah, Sean doesn't want to come out of the closet in this incredibly hostile high school environment and be with me. Yes. And instead he's sticking with his beard. And then Craig's best friend, who is also his beard, she's standing there like, honey, maybe you should just relax. Realize the fact that this high school is terrible for queer people and just let him do his thing. And also the fact that you really want me to stick with you and you won't let me pursue my live interest is kind of greedy. And Craig is just like, Okay, fine. But what if I continue to harass Sean? Uh, but if, when I, I mean, to be fair, high schoolers. Oh, <laughs> uh, high school. And when you're gay in high school, and there's only one other gay person in a hundred mile radius, you do tend to settle. And that is kind of what ha- happens. Um, At some point down the line, Craig admits that, okay, he really or no, Sean admits to Craig that yes he really is gay and but he doesn't want to be with him out in the open because that's dangerous and then they have a really angry duet set to we can work it out by the Beatles.
0: Oh my god.
1: I'm actually I'm still kind of proud about this cuz I divvied up the lines so that it sounded like they were fighting with each other and for some of Sean's lines I changed it to we can't work it out. Okay. And it's like it's a little basic but I still think it's kind of clever.
0: No, that, that, that is a good use. That's just not a song that would have occurred to me to be used as like a We Can't Be Together song. Oh
1: yeah, I I was reaching to some of my... I went out of the way to do some personal favorites instead of stuff that you'd expect. I did have Sam singing the Pokemon theme in one episode.
0: Yes. That, that, that is very in character for Sam, though. Yes.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, so what ends up happening is Sean and Craig, they do that angry duet and everyone keeps on telling Craig, like, don't... Don't be pursuing Sean. He clearly doesn't want to be with you. And then... Uh, now this is one episode I do have to open up and find. Because when I was reading through these episodes, trying to see oh if God. there was... Are the
0: forums still active?
1: The forums are not active. But okay, I do God. have all the docs still saved. Okay. And so...
0: Fun fact about the forums while you look. I... I Like I said, I was on the Glee forum. And I actually found on the glee forums my my one best friend in high school who was the who was even more of a glee fan than i was her parents bought us tickets to go see the glee show i found her on the forum and we were just like how did we find each other on this and i was like you didn't disguise your login location (laughs) and you have a very a very particular username (laughs) but yeah i never got into reading the fix on the forum i was I feel like it was probably more, like, episode discussion and, like, music talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's fair. The fix, there are a lot of dead, fi- dead fix in there. I'm surprised that I managed to keep this going for 17 episodes.
0: Oh, nice! Which
1: equates to about, like, a year in real life time. Yeah, that's
0: like a full season.
1: Yeah, well, I had the full season planned out. Like, I still have the season plan and how it was going to finale... There was, like, a slightly altered, like, a ten-person one-more-day cover for the finale. Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Okay, yeah, so here's the part where Sean and Craig are debating whether they should get together. Um, And Sean, after he admits that, like, he he doesn't like what Craig's been doing, and he doesn't like the way he's been acting, and he says, "Uh, Okay, you know what, actually? Let's do this thing. And Craig goes, Really? And Sean says, yeah, you may have been acting like a giant tool before, but for some reason, I trust you. And I read that, and I was like, the only reason you trust him is because I decided you should. (laughs) And that was when I started realizing that this relationship is not going to work. And also that I did not let Sean have basically any agency. And it does get worse when... They agree. Well, I mean, it only gets a little bit worse on the Craig fund because they initially they agree, you know, we'll both keep our beards. And then like two episodes later, uh, Craig says, hey, Sean, I broke up with Haley. So now you have to break up with Lydia. And Sean's like, oh, but I don't I want to let her down easy because she's actually really nice. And I feel like our relationship really helped her to be a better person. And Craig's like, "Okay, but I'm going to sing some Robin at you to convince you to call your girlfriend and so now you need to break <laughs> up with her.
0: It, was there, were there, were there, was there the cup song involved? Since so this was pre Pitch Perfect,
1: the cup song was not involved, although it did lead to uh, Lydia breaking up with the Glee Cub temporarily, and then angrily singing uh, "Natalie and Brudley is Torn" while beating up a mannequin dressed to look like Sean. Okay. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I could I could see that happening on an
1: episode of Yeah, There is a lot. The Oh, there there is so much weird stuff that happens in this fic. I gave Sue a parrot.
0: A parrot? A parrot. What was its name?
1: Oh, I have to find it now. Uh oh, its name was Jolly Roger. Okay. I also I fired Figgins. So I could replace him with a character played by David Tennant.
0: Yeah, I could see that happening. I I feel like David Tennant would enjoy being on Glee because he would get to like sing and dance and stuff.
1: Yes, he got to, so he he was introduced in the Abba tribute episode. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> there was an there was an Abba tribute episode. I made an Abba what tribute episode. What did they do? Say, okay, so it was it served to introduce. It was the mid season premiere, and David Tennant's character came in as the new principal. And uh, Aileen, Aileen, no, Aileen Beromoslu came in as the new Muslim character, and she was also going to be the temporary love interest for Joe, who was like the devout Christian character. Okay. Um, And in the ABBA episode, the songs were, and I'll find the context too, it was called Bjorn Again. Oh my god. Which was also the name of an ABBA cover band that my mom really likes. Ah. So there was a mashup of Gimme 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 and Lay All Their Love On Me. Yeah, I could see high schoolers
0: singing that. Oh yeah.
1: And then all the teachers sang Money 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 because the school had a lot of financial issues at this point.
0: At this point, schools still continue to have financial issues. Everyone, pay teachers.
1: Please pay your teachers and support the arts.
0: Yes, pay teachers and support the arts. Spoken as the daughter of... Uh, as the daughter and relative of several educators, <laughs> pay teachers, respect
1: teachers. There was this has been a PSA. Yep, there was a lot uh, an arc in season four, the real season four, where Will goes to Washington to fight for uh, better funding for the arts, and when he comes back, he's like, "Good news, everyone! They agreed to only cut arts funding by ten percent instead of twenty percent."
0: I mean, that's progress. Yeah. That is progress, technically.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Let's see. We also had Finn and Rachel singing SOS. Yeah. Because I also listen. Glee fired its Finn gun really early. I did not have Finn show up again until the mid-season finale. Uh, Let's see. We I had my one of my other OCs singing "Take a Chance on Me." Oh man, I love me "Take a Chance on Me." A chance is such a good. Oh, but it was a hard rock cover. I don't know if that would work. I couldn't find one when I was searching for inspiration. I'm trying to figure out how that could
0: work. I'm sure that if you searched through SoundCloud, you could find someone doing a hard rock cover of of that song. And you know what? Listeners, if you know of anyone who has done a hard rock cover of that, send it our way, and I'd be more than happy to retweet it.
1: Oh, yes. I would love that. Let's see. We had Tina singing Knowing Me, Knowing You which I think was a belated breakup song with Artie. Okay. Um, then Emma, Sue, and Shannon serenaded Roz Washington, the uh, synchronized swimming teacher played by Nene Leakes. They uh, sang okay. chick to her because she doubted her abilities as a coach. The okay. New Direction sang voulez Vu for a football halftime show.
0: Oh, but, well, that is a very halftime song. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get, like, the color guard in that, and then you got a good halftime song.
1: Yep. And then the episode closed with Kurt and Blaine singing The Winner Takes It All. Because this was oh, the, my... this was the nail in the coffin for Clain in my fic. I had no plans on Kurt and Blaine staying together. It started when Blaine started smoking weed to cover up his feelings of inadequacy. And then they had an angry confrontation at Christmas, where they mashed up Call Me When You're Sober with How to Save a Life. Okay. And yeah, and then the winner takes it all, and Kurt started dating Diego Bonetta. Who is that? He is the main guy from the Rock of Ages movie. Okay. And he was in the first season of Scream Queens. Okay.
0: I have not watched any Scream Queens or American Horror Story or anything, so I'm not familiar with him, but you know what? Go you know what, Kurt? Go for it.
1: Go for it. Go Kurt. date a rock star. Yep. Um, but yeah, back back to the topic at hand. That pretty much covers uh, Sean's story in the stuff that I wrote. But I actually had several seasons of fanfic planned ahead of this too. Okay. As well, I also i I was writing a character competition fix. Like I had my own virtual The Glee projects going on on ff.net where oh I had my God. yeah I had people submit their characters and I was writing them and I was like. Not feeling this character eliminated, and the idea would be that the winner of that fic would show up in the next season of my Glee fanfic. Holy
0: cow! Um We got a fanfic mogul over here. Oh
1: yeah! I wish I was. I was gonna go all in, and then I just got too busy with school.
0: I mean, that is a very good thing to be. To have to not necessarily a very good thing, but that's a good reason to not be able to write fic to focus on your studies. Yes. <laughs> Do your homework, kids. Absolutely. Spoken from your mother, Christina.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, one of the main motivations that keep me going, though, is I mentioned at the beginning how we're like kind of the TV Tropes crew for some Hey, Jake mm-hmm. and Josh sphere stuff. You can't find this fic on Glee Forum anymore because the forum got shut down, but it still has a TV Tropes page. Oh my god, are you serious? I'm serious. It if you look up uh Glee the Virtual Season Four and love, I gotta do a Google. I gotta do gotta the Gotta do the Google. And I did not plan this. It was I was at university just hanging out with some friends and one of them says, Hey, aren't you writing a Glee fanfic? Yeah. And then they show me the T V shows page and she's like, Is this it? And I'm like, Oh my god, where did this come from?
0: Ah, uh, so you're very familiar with that
1: yeah it's it was a wild feeling and I also recently found out that one of my friends may have actually made that page for me which is Aww. and that's so wild because she does not care about Glee at all and we've made TV toast pages for some of each other's fics before um, but I like I recently found this out and I was like I can't believe you did this for me so I guess uh, to sh- to prove your how much you care about someone make a TV toast page for them <laughs>
0: Oh my god, this is fantastic.
1: I have to look at this after we finish recording. Yes. Um, But yeah, so my future plans for Sean, this is actually where things get dark, and so a content warning for self-harm because Sean was actually going to attempt suicide. Okay. There was, even after I started dealing with my own personal demons better, there was still this core of clinical depression in Sean, and I still had a lot of thoughts like that. And like thank goodness I never acted on them. But it was definitely something that was in the back of my mind for a lot of the time. Especially when I was going through those rough times at university. And so my plan was that Sean was going to make an attempt. And he would have been like found at the last moment. By Craig. But that's neither here nor there. He, he would have been basically in a coma for a while. And while this was happening, he was basically going to go on some kind of odyssey inside his own subconscious and, like, encounter all of his demons and stuff, because it was like, it was born from this thing where I just, I wished I could have, like, turned to the personifications of my demons and, like, confronted them and figured out why I had so many issues, and then just get rid of them. Yeah. and Defeat
0: them in battle through song. Basically, it's because
1: please. Um, I know very little about Persona, but it sounds a lot like Persona. Me, me either. So, uh, if if people listening know Persona, tell me if I'm on track or not. But basically, <laughs> basically, Sean would go through his own subconscious and like see all of this stuff led, led up to this, and he would like. It would not cure his depression. I was at least smart enough to know that going in. But it was Mm -hmm. going to, like, him figure out where some of this stuff stems from and why he falls into these pits of imposter syndrome and paranoia and anxiety that he's not good at anything. Even though he keeps on hearing from everyone else that he is good and they like him and they trust him. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember what song I had planned, but the ending of this sequence would be basically he's stuck inside this uh, stone cavern in his mind, and then it cuts to like the auditorium where this there's this big brick wall and all the other glee covers show up and they have like sledgehammers and stuff and they just start smashing the wall open and that's intercut with scenes of Sean like waking up from his coma and everyone in the hospital being like, Oh my gosh, you're alive, you're okay, da 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 And it was in my in my headspace, it was a really emotional scene. And, of course, he'd still have issues after that, but he would, like, he would go to therapy and he would potentially start taking medication. And um, at some point after that, uh, he and some other Glee clubbers would sing the song, I Want to Get Better, by, I think it's by Bleachers? And it's, okay. I don't know if it's specifically about what Sean's going through, but it definitely falls in line with the mood, and that's how I interpret it when I first <clears throat> listened to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and that's kind of where that's the extent of Sean's future that i had designed.
0: Okay. So if you had to like if you had to write a like write an epilogue for him like right now like what would he be doing with his life? Would he have figured out his issues and gotten together with Craig after all? Like it seems like they did with so many people in glee.
1: Oh, i feel like if he ever did end up with Craig, it would have been after they had broken up and spent a lot of time away from each other. If I were to just go back and completely redo this, I would have kept them apart longer. And I would have had Lydia become kind of Sean's confidant until he was comfortable with coming out. Okay. And maybe he would have found someone in high school. Maybe he wouldn't. Because I, I do, I love uh, YA stuff where you just, you have all manner of guy-guy couples and girl-girl couples and non-binary couples getting together in high school but it does often feel like they only get together because they're, like, the only other person of on the right wavelength, on the right sexuality, that they can get together. And it does also kind of put another pressure. I mean, straight kids already have so much pressure on them to start pairing up in high school. And I mm-hmm. don't really want to put that pressure on queer kids, especially when they might may not even have an outlet to do it or do it safely. Yeah. But yeah, so Sean would probably be single by the end of high school. He would probably not find a guy until university.
0: Nice. Um, out of curiosity, then, if you had to pick a song that you know of now, but then have Sean and your fix sing it, what would it be? He
1: absolutely would be singing Car Radio by 21 Pilots. Okay. I did not find 21 Pilots until like around the time they had their big break into the mainstream. But if they had been, around, like, some of their songs that I'm thinking of, they might actually have been around when I was writing this. But he definitely would have sang something like that or one of the other songs from Vessel. Um, now I have to check the Twenty One pilot songs that I've got. <laughs> yeah, so he would have sung either uh, Migraine or Car Radio by Twenty One Pilots. Okay. And that probably okay. would have happened during that little um, odyssey when he ended up in the hospital.
0: Mm-hmm. so what are some of your favorite things that you had sean do like glee type antics we're talking antics with a capital a here
1: um uh he was more of a uh, a follower than the spearheader in many of these glee antics um so there was the whole a whole halloween party where him uh, the New Directions and Another Glee Club had an illegal off-the-books sing-off at Red Six for Halloween. Oh my god. Um, I believe he was involved in the uh, scheme to sober up Blaine from his weed addiction. Which did involve d- at some point just stealing a whole bunch of his stash and keeping it from him. Okay. Um, Let's see... He helped Tina run her presidential campaign, but he did not have to dress up as a vampire for it, except in the dream sequence. Okay, dream sequences, good. Yeah, he actually, he managed to stay on a more realistic side of the Glee stuff. A lot of his, oh, there was the time where, when he was with Lydia, and she was like, I'm ready to move on to the next level with our relationship. And he's like, cool, um, because he... Does not know how to deal with that, and so he basically hides in the home ec freezer in an attempt to get himself sick so that he doesn't have to sleep with Lydia. Okay. Which is not healthy. But no. it it is definitely on brand for Sean.
0: Yeah. I I mean I for like for real world reference here. Um, I worked for a while at a grocery store, and there were times when you know what, like I don't want to work with these customers anymore. Can I just go sit in the freezer for a while? <laughs> yeah, did not last very long
1: because freezers are really cold. Oh yeah, they are. Oh yeah, and Sean also he uh, tagged al- tagged along with some other of the Glee kids when they went to get uh, sectionals costumes, or no, no regionals costumes from a thrift shop sung to thr- by Sam singing thrift shop. Because they okay. need to look bohemian for their um, rent-themed regional set list.
0: Oh, God. I, just, I feel like I just like heard Kit like mentally scream from somewhere across the <laughs> wilds of Canada. <laughs> those, those, those are all very good antics.
1: Yes, just just picture, it in your mind's eye, picture the club going through a thrift shop and Sam is Macklemore and he sings the R. Kelly lyric, you've got Artie in the background going, piss.
0: But it's Lisa, would they be doing like the kid's bop version
1: of it? See, I censored some stuff, but I was reading through that episode today, and I censored Big Ass Coat to Big Fur Coat, but I didn't censor Piss. Okay. Hmm. So I don't know what my priorities were.
0: I mean, to be fair, you were writing this, like, seven years ago.
1: Five years ago. Oh, five years five ago. Five years ago. Not not a huge difference. And it's a decade in terms of character development for myself. Yeah, that's true. That is very true.
0: Has Sean uh, made it into anything else that you've done?
1: Well, not Sean himself, but definitely pieces of Sean. Because Sean was, like I said, this was like one of my first big uh, writing undertakings, fan fiction or otherwise. And of all of my OCs in here, Sean was absolutely the one who had the most parts of me in it when it came to the uh, mental health stuff. And so whenever I wrote another um, male main character with anxiety, and there's a lot of them, um, a lot of... <laughs> A lot of them took after Sean in terms of how they expressed that, and also how I wrote them. Like Sean was kind of the my first step in externalizing and analyzing some of my own mental stuff going on, and so it was very it came naturally to me to apply that to other characters who were in similar situations. Okay. Yeah,
0: that is. I, I know that we've definitely said it before in the podcast, but creating fictional characters is, while not the only way or necessarily the best way, it's a very accessible way to process things about yourself and to work out your own problems. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know what? It's free. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure that AO3 is free and, like. Right. Almost every computer nowadays comes with a word processing software. Phones have notepads and things, so like, hey, like, if you're feeling stuff, write about it. Yep. (laughs) This is not to, like, trivialize people who do this for actual, like, therapeutic reasons. I'm... I don't
1: want it to seem in any way, shape, or form like that. Oh yeah, though, this therapy is great. Um... (laughs) But if if you can get just little nuggets of self-expression out in whatever way you can, like, definitely go Mm -hmm. for it. It isn't necessarily a substitute, but it is a great first step. Oh,
0: yeah, definitely. Okay, so with that in mind, um, your final question is, why do you love Sean
1: so much? Um, I think I said this in bits and pieces across the episode, but I love Sean because he's the personification of all the negative thoughts that I had throughout a lot of several years of my life. And he, maybe I didn't write to that point, but I knew that he was going to get better. Even if he got to the darkest point that he could go to, he was still going to make it out, and he was going to learn and develop and figure out how to become a better, healthier person. And I would like to hope that I am at least on that track myself.
0: Hey, you know what? That is that's a very good and hopeful thing to think about your OCs. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to you for that.
1: Yeah, like I with with fictional characters in general, but especially my OCs, I don't set them up to fail. Like I I really feel bad that Sean had very little agency when I was writing him and he basically just got dragged along by whatever bigger personality managed to grab hold of him. Um, I mean, to be fair, when when you're a character in the Glee universe, <laughs> it is almost nothing except for big personalities. Oh, so. for sure. <laughs> Sean is definitely an outlier because he's like, just like no, I'd, I'd rather just like uh, stay at home, listen to music, just I just want to relax and take a nap. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of his time when it comes to Millennials. Yep. But yeah, I don't like setting up my characters to fail. I like them to have a chance and to have the capacity for growth and development.
0: Yeah. That's really good. So Tanner, thank you so much for being willing to come on Wayward and talk about Sean. Well,
1: thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, inspiring me to dig out these old fanfics.
0: Hey, you're welcome. And fun fact, dear listeners, uh, in getting stuff um, compiled so I can archive my files, I found several of my own fanfictions (gasps) written Longhand, including my old neopets fan fiction and one of my old digimon fan fictions so those might be coming up at some point during the lifetime of wayward i make no promises as to when but they're out there i
1: can't wait listeners my grin is about to split my face in half i am so excited
0: <laughs> it, it is it is a very wide grin <laughs> So, Tanner, do you have anything you want to promote on the internet? Places you want to be found? Podcasts? Because I know you have at least one podcast. I,
1: ha- I have, like, like one and a half and a bit podcasts. Um, you can find my personal Twitter at SparkyUpstart. As for podcasts, I am a uh, recurring member of the Super Fun Podcast, which is me and my friends, whoever's available, talk about gaming and entertainment news. And I'm also the DM for the Super Fun Tabletop podcast. And we're currently doing a Pokemon actual play. And Release. then I've also just started a podcast myself. I'm running it and editing it and everything with my friend Lindsay. And this podcast is called Notify Reboot You First, where we take popular properties and we reboot them before Hollywood has the chance to. Our first episode okay. Our first hap- episode had Lindsay taking apart the second season of Once Upon a Time. Oh god, that show. And then by the time this episode comes out, then you guys are... Our second episode will probably be out, and that is me talking about The Breakfast Club. Okay. And so...
0: I mean... The Breakfast Club did already kind of get a reboot. It's called Power Rangers, the 2017 movie. Yeah,
1: my Breakfast Club is kind of like Power Rangers, <laughs> but without the giant robots.
0: Nice. Um, I'll have to make sure that I listen to that then. Yep.
1: And so all of my podcasts can all be found on Twitter under at realsfn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. And I'll also, by the time this episode of Wayward comes out, I was a guest on Benny's podcast, You Regards Forge of Creation. So you guys should okay. check that out as well, because it was a pretty fun time there, too.
0: The home for Wayward OCs can be found on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at Pod or through the Pod hashtag. You can also email us at WaywardOCPod at com, And... We do, um, thankfully, um, thanks to everyone who has um, been getting in touch about being on the show, Um, we do have guests scheduled for the next couple of months, um, but this is a special call to arms. Um, if If you are someone you know, have an original character that is in any way, shape, or form related to specifically the winter holidays or Kingdom Hearts send them my way because I'm interested in doing some like block scheduling kind of things but none of that can happen um unless uh people hear about our podcast uh which is something that you can help do by rating and reviewing us on your listening platform of choice um because it helps us to find more listeners and more guests and to brighten more people's days so thank you all for listening this has been on um, favorite ocs and we hope you enjoyed your stay
1: 15 minutes of that is us just throwing shade of glee.